Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hi, I'm Tia. The upstairs-downstairs neighbor dynamic is so special. We have our own language. Like when I scream at my mom on the phone, the people downstairs bang on the ceiling to show their support. The nighttime's the best time to rearrange furniture. I call it midnight feng shui. And if I sleep through my alarm in the morning, they bang on my door to wake me. So thoughtful. Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Merry Christmas Kunal Merry Christmas to all our viewers Merry Christmas and what carol are you singing for us tonight Um I think it's best to leave the singing to Lewis Hamilton <laughs> And I hope and I really hope that this is the last reference to Lewis Hamilton on our podcast I think we've really overdone him in the last many many episodes Right I couldn't agree more You know I think he's overdone himself too He's gone and declared himself dyslexic. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure how the world wasn't in the know of this for all of the last decade or you know maybe it was just me who didn't know. You know, either way, it seems that his teammate and title rival Nico Rosberg might have an uncertain future after 2016. His Mercedes contract, it runs out. You know, I think it's too early for anyone including Mercedes to take a call on this. and there is lots to consider if and when they do most importantly in my mind would be to build a succession plan for lewis hamilton well i don't think lewis would leave mercedes or mercedes would leave lewis at least while nikki lauda is around <laughs> actually i didn't mean any of that i just meant that formula 1 could lose lewis hamilton to the world of music <laughs> likely but i just can't seem to figure why did lewis hamilton label all the other drivers as squares who act to please the corporate side of formula 1 i mean i understand the corporate side of formula 1 but why squares why not any other shape <laughs> to think of it the square is possibly the most non aerodynamic of all the shapes that are there to me formula 1 drivers are like donuts Why? Because they like donuts. <laughs> well, to me it also seems most strange that BBC has decided to let go of the Formula 1 broadcast rights just when they have the most popular British world champion. And guess what? There is very good chance that he'll be as quick as popular and probably more arrogant in 2016 as well. And that's what the media loves. I wonder if this is a BBC or a bad business call. <laughs> It is public knowledge that the BBC decided to drop Formula 1 from its kitty to cut their losses. But I'm sure they also measured Formula 1 against the other sports to see the trends in viewership, engagement before taking such kind of a call. And I don't know if one could attribute this to lack of competition Mercedes dominance lack of engine sounds and overtly complicated powertrains i mean you and i can just guess but worry not bbc fans all of you all can tune into the inside line f1 podcast every week and enjoy our dosage of formula 1 humor yes. and trust me there's a lot of it yes yes that's a very good <laughs> that's a very good point talking of humor i think that mclaren should reposition their strategy 
as the sport's most humorous team on the grid. I've said this before and I say this again. Their non-performance might not win them sponsors, but their humor might just. Amidst all of this, Ron Dennis said that he actually chuckled at Alonso's deck chair moment. I think that's the biggest news from the McLaren camp of late. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny part also is that Ferrari and Red Bull Racing are actually wary of a McLaren recovery in 2016. I really hope that the last laugh is on us. So Honda say they're not going to give up on their size zero approach. I guess there's a female engineer somewhere in the team pushing them along. (laughs) But you know, Kunal, if I were McLaren Honda, I wouldn't want to associate myself with anything with the word zero in it. You know, after their zero performance this year. McLaren's discard, Kevin Magnussen, is still hoping for a role for 2016. I guess this means that he's really lobbying hard for a seat with Haas as Romain Grosjean's partner. I wonder if this makes much sense from a career point of view, given that Haas is a step onto the unknown. Maybe this is what Magnussen's career needs at the moment. Much like Carlos Sainz's career needs Max Verstappen. This is a good point by Fernando Alonso. He said that it will only help Sainz get more noticed. Oh, yes. I've said this before and I say it again. And I've said this statement before and I've used it again in this episode itself. Verstappen and Sainz are more or less matched for talent. But you hear more about Verstappen because his PR team is really working wonders. I have a gut feeling that not too many seasons from now, these two young drivers will be fighting for the world championship. Same team, different team, doesn't matter. Yes, and I really hope that the wait isn't too long. I am really longing for a good championship fight, much like every other Formula 1 fan. And no, I do not mean a Hamilton versus Rosberg. It was very interesting to note Vettel's comments on Verstappen joining Ferrari anytime soon or no time soon. He almost sounded defensive. (laughs) It actually depends how you interpret it. They are two very quick drivers and I would love to be the team manager if they ever landed up in the same team. Well, for starters, let's try and get both of them together on our (laughs) podcast. (laughs) And while Vettel sounded negative on Verstappen to Ferrari rumours, Raikkonen sounded negative about the 21 race calendar next season. I really wonder if an excuse is already being lined up for bad performances. But... A lot of teams and drivers are making a big hue and cry about the longest ever Formula 1 season. Well, for fans, it means that there is only more entertainment and more sport. But for our podcast, there is just so much more fodder for us. Yes. (laughs) On the long calendar, I think Kimi Raikkonen should be thankful and so should his fans like me. His retirement from the sport is possibly postponed by two more races. (laughs) So two more races of Kimi on the grid. Yay! (laughs) Well, Kimi also said that Ferrari was a happier place to be in 2015. To be honest, I would have hoped he would have used the word faster. But Kunal, of course Ferrari was a happier place. They decided to renew Kimi's contract. For an extra season, despite his terrible performance. (laughs) Who wouldn't be happy? And on the note of really low performance, let me tell you the driver with the lowest performance of them all in 2015. In this case, 
the driver who completed the least number of racing laps in 2015. And the same driver will be driving for an iconic manufacturer team in 2016. Of course, I'm talking about Pastor Maldonado. Oops. He was beaten 17-2 to in qualifying by Romain Grosjean. But you know, we all know that his millions in sponsorship can't be ignored. Or we wonder if letting him go would have inflicted some sort of financial penalty on the re-entering Renault F1 team. Especially at a time when all that Renault's been doing has been clearing the bad debts of the Lotus Formula 1 team. There's also talk that former four times world champion Alan Prost will be at the helm of affairs at Renault. Much like Niki Lauda is engaged at Mercedes. This means that Prost could still be the fastest driver in the Renault garage in 2016. <laughs> and if Niki Lauda's actions are anything to go by, Kunal, I can't wait to see the Prost and Pastor bromance blossom. <laughs> well, I am just interested in knowing when will Renault confirm Carmen Jorda for the next few seasons, you know. Oh, maybe Renault will have a size zero approach soon. <laughs> As we finally near the end of yet another episode in the in the off season, we wonder if Mercedes and Ferrari should actually think of manufacturing their engines in China and India. After all, that's where the world goes for affordable manufacturing. But I think general knowledge isn't general after all. 